Blog Talk Radio. Today, on a very special Saturday morning serial episode, we meet a new kid in town named Johnny Heck, who may have a dangerous secret. Plus, Grimshay talks to Annika Marks, Sharon Lawrence, and Cindy Joy Goggins of the new film Grace, an exploration of alcoholism and recovery. So put on your after-school special hats while we mute the laugh track and get ready to be a little bit serious. Welcome to Saturday Morning Serial After School. All right. All right, yeah. Uh, You guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Pills. You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them back. I have to... Jesse! I'm so excited! I'm so scared! Important subject. We urge families, children and parents alike, to watch this informative episode and then discuss the problem presented, which is of deep concern to all of us. Thank you. Now the world... So I have your word that whatever I say, you're not going to... Mike, just say it, okay? Okay. Me and Eddie and Boner, we ended up at a party where everybody was doing cocaine. Cocaine? Remember, you're not my dad, you're a friend. (laughs) Cocaine? This is our secret. Only one person knew the truth. I don't like the way Don plays. Only one person could help. You'll never be alone with him again. I promise you. And now, don't touch. We'll be right back. I can't find the sugar. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Saturday Morning Serial. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Grim Shea, your host. Joining me is Marky. Say hi to the people, Marky. Hello, everybody. And also joining me is our new friend, Johnny Heck. Hey, Johnny, how you doing? I am well. Good to see you, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Hope you don't regret it. I, I, I really... I really don't either. You understand that? <laughs> you just sit back in the corner. Johnny's new to us here, by the way. Uh, we are we are thrilled to have him jump on board the Saturday morning. Uh, he's uh, actually been a part of this since the beginning. I mean, he's been integral in the development of our show. But this is the first time that he's actually in studio. That's true. That's true. And if you ever undermine me again in front of our <laughs> listeners, I to God, I will. Anyway, yes, uh, Johnny Heck has been doing some uh, website work for us for quite a bit, yeah. uh, but his uh, credentials go a lot deeper than that. That's right. Uh, he's got a history in reporting geeky news. He's been going to Comic-Con for how long have you been doing the uh, the con circuit? The con circuit, I remember when you could actually walk to the door and buy a ticket. So about 57 years ago, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> Back it was when they sold feed out yeah. in the back. Back in my day, you could walk right into Comic-Con mm-hmm. and buy yourself a ticket for two bits. <laughs> <laughs> that two bits. <laughs> that, is, that is a long time. That's going back quite a stretch because we all know Comic-Con is a damn mess these days. It's a mess. I started going in 2001. I was in radio at the time, and it was easy to get a press pass. You could walk up to the door and buy a pass and walk in and not just be shoulder to shoulder with the depths of geekdom. You can actually stretch your legs a little bit, so it was nice. 
Yeah, yeah. There's there's a certain trade off when yep. something hits that critical mass, which I think we can all agree Comic Con has, and a lot of other cons probably are about to. That's why they're springing up everywhere. But again, that's just more proof that we're all right. All this stuff is awesome. That's right. Mm-hmm. We win. The that's meek right. and the geek inherit the earth. Ooh, I li- I've never heard that before, Marky. Right. Did you just make that up? I'm not sure. <laughs> I thought it turned down sure. on his hand, actually. No, so, I think uh, some, some bully was saying it. He was kicking my ass. One. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, you know what? Here on Saturday Morning Serial, all you listening and uh, and all of you at home hearing my voice, today we've got a special episode. We are doing our after-school special. You know what I mean by the after-school special, guys? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's it's that format of episode. They were actual like ABC after school yes. specials mm-hmm. in the 80s. They produced solely to teach you a, a moralistic lesson. lesson, show you some consequences of some timely teenage trending worry. Right. Uh but also cartoons did it. Uh sitcoms did it. Everyone had those special episodes that dealt with uh you know, alcoholism uh, bullying, smoking, what have you. Uh, in Drugs. fact, I bet, I bet, if I asked you guys to name some of your favorite special after-school special type episodes, you could. Absolutely, and thanks for bringing me on such a uh, a beat topic. But <laughs> I do, I do remember these things, and sometimes it'd be really mundane, like. Someone jaywalked, don't do that, or you shoplifted a candy bar, but it would get pretty heavy and you wouldn't expect it because, like, different strokes, for example. What oh. you talk about, Willis, you know, it, it was a fun show. You watched last <laughs> week and Arnold and his shenanigans, and then there was an episode where you guys remember at the bike store, and he brought his buddy, uh, uh, was it Dudley? I, I, I don't, I, I know the one you're talking about. I don't think it was Dudley. Not Dudley. I think it was his little, uh, little ginger buddy. Okay. Yeah. I, I can't remember his name. Uh, they made him a victim of, if I'm not. Mistaken, it was sexual molestation. Oh, yeah. A Child tough subject oh. here in 2015, well, let actually, alone in like 86. Well, when actually, it came out. He wasn't actually a victim of it, but he was about to be victimized. Right. He, I don't he, think he it took ever, off. He, he took off and no. left, left his buddy there. Well, Arnold yeah, did. Arnold, 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 Arnold right. took it was off. his buddy. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't going to let Gary Coleman. No. The the pillar. It was in his, <laughs> was in, his, in his contract. He was like, "Well, there's certain things I will and won't do." <laughs> I will. I will not, not get molested. Yeah, yeah. and I'm not going to play a midget. Yeah. Which is go ironic. get the mo- go go get the molesting double. Right. <laughs> Wasn't every other actor on that show just loaded all the time? Uh, like the brother and the Todd Bridges and, right. and the. Yeah, yeah, like well, yeah, it. yeah. If if you actually want to talk about the behind the scenes stuff, nothing is better than different strokes. No, it's a total <laughs> disaster. They've got yeah, one in jail, two dead. Uh, well, three dead, one by natural causes. I assume Mr. Drummond, Mr. Drummond, Drummond was a saint. I'm right. Sorry, <laughs> Mr. Drummond was a saint. But, but it it that that show led to uh, the facts of life. The facts of life. Right. It was a, the facts of life. The facts of life. Did it have the good and the bad? Or how, <laughs> yeah. how, how does that work? All I know is that life? if you take them both, and there you have, there you have. the facts of life. Oh, <laughs> that actually sounds kind of simple. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and different strokes didn't just have the uh, the scary bike store, you know, creepy guy, creepy From guy WKRP episode. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. they they also had a, a very powerful smoking episode. I remember mm-hmm. when Dudley and Arnold tried cigarettes, and it turns out Dudley's father was just diagnosed with cancer. Anyway, that show definitely for being just goofy and off the rails 
kept going back, like to earn its uh, moral points mm-hmm. by doing these special episodes. Right. But every show did that back then. Yeah. And I, I don't think that that stays now. Like, shows, like, if you're watching The Walking Dead, there's not a well, very special edition of Walking Dead. I don't think they don't do that. that hour long adult dramas even then did it. Although I do remember a lot of shows having to do with AIDS back in the mid 80s oh, sure. when I was a kid, when my mom was watching. That seemed to make the storyline a lot. But I think that might be, you know, you could say like the, the cheesy Law and Orders now. Jump on every kind of frightening I just, trend. I don't. I don't your think. Bird flus, I think that your, uh, sure they get topical. That's fine. Yeah. But I don't think that they from have the headlines episodes. Sure, but I don't think that they have a very special episode of order. I mean, it's just it's yeah. topical. Sure, but well, I think they say every episode this very special episode of Law and Order. But okay, it's not. Yeah. It's the, not the they same really thing. dilute I think it. This is the dying comes, Yeah, it's it's when Kirk Cameron back in 1985 right could turn around and tell you, hey, don't do cocaine because I just spent 22 minutes showing you the consequences right. of doing cocaine. That seems or to, when Alex P. Keaton was. Hopped up on oh, speed. A good one. Remember that the one? Family Ties one. The Family Ties. I mean, definitely yeah. it was the network saying, and hey, we're going to use your popular show as a serious mouthpiece on this one. Which is an analogy because Alex B. Keaton famously is into money, Republican, Wall Street guy. And everybody yeah. knows that those Wall Street guys are all hopped up on the speed. That, I'm all sure of them. that's a part of it. All of them. All of them. A lot of them are pretty narrow-minded, too. Yeah. Really go for stereotypes. <laughs> they just, I've heard about they them, really stick to them no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> well, remember, like um, this is a Saturday morning show, but mm-hmm. famously speaking, you know, don't let's not forget Jesse from Saved by the Bell. Oh, the from, pills! The, remember that she had mm-hmm. the pills. That's that right. was a very special. Like what I mean by a very special episode, it's that it takes you out of the standard structure and confines and context of the series itself. Yeah. Like before when you get the laugh track to go ooh or not nothing at all. And or it, yeah, that yeah, silence. And it's and uh, maybe there was always this, a dead giveaway. Yeah. There was a special message there. And it's it, it really um drug down is a little harsh, but it really just kind of it kind of puts the whole series as, well, that episode, it puts it in mud in a status. And it makes you really conf- uh, confront what that special episode was about. It yeah. really puts it in front of you. And I don't – I think that we've lost that. Like, much like we've lost – we've literally lost Saturday morning cartoons in this culture. True. It's gone. In the, in the context that we grew up with, it's gone. And I think that a very special episode is gone – and maybe after school specials, I don't know. Are, are they? Yeah, still I don't know. I mean, kids still go to school, but maybe it's year round. Who knows? It's not as uniform. Uh, but but I think see, you're right in that the hour long dramas wouldn't do those special episodes nope. like that. Even the sitcoms. But, but no, I the sitcoms might still, but it might be specifically geared to the. Uh, I don't watch the you know the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, Hannah Montana. Shows like that where they Maybe can they still – because it's such a such a wider spectrum of entertainment now, even the kids and the tweens the have audience. their own special ones. So audience. that's who you preach to. Mm-hmm. A lot of the shows, though, they seem so – it was a curveball because the week before, it was normal shenanigans. And then all of a sudden, it's a, it's a very special episode, and you're like, 
oh, damn it. No, here we go. This is, <laughs> this, and, and I think the point was, I mean, well, the show is so ham-fisted in its message. Mm. And then they wanted you and your family to talk about it afterward. You know, they turn off to say, little Johnny, little Jane, let's talk about, you know, smoking cigarettes or what the hell ever. It was yeah. on TV. Yeah, it, it would always end with that little wrap-up right. with the star sitting on the backstage yeah. set as himself <laughs> saying, yeah. so please talk, talk to your kids now, about exactly Did right. that ever yeah. happen? I'm sitting there with a TV dinner just eyeballing like, Mom, I hope you don't talk to me about this. I'm <laughs> not, not saying anything. Like, yeah. I'm just eating quick yeah. just to get the hell out That's of the room. That's usually when know? my dad would just throw his beer can at the TV <laughs> and, and we'd all know it was time to hide under the tarp out back. I could never hear the TV after, you know, above all the beating that I would take. I <laughs> never heard any. No, look, like, but but, but that was the idea, gone, right? and they, they would do. And I think the, you know, wh- whoever was behind, if it was the Family Council of Television America or whoever, said, "Hey, you got since there's three networks and a grand total of eighty shows on on the air, the ones that have the widest audience have to do a special." You know, if you've got a very popular uh, teenage star, especially, you have to show all the people watching that this could happen to them. Yeah. I think was their point, and that's why they would try and do it, and that's why Kirk Cameron would sit there in the director's chair with the lights behind him saying, I don't do cocaine, but this was a special episode because we want you to. (laughs) Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. It, 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 and I think it might still be out there. I don't watch enough shows that are geared towards the younger demographic because you couldn't really get away with that as much back then. Uh, you know, cartoons, even bad syndicated cartoons, would have special episodes, mostly about stealing. I remember a couple of those later afternoon ones do things about drugs. G.I. Joe after- Obviously, the more yeah, you know, and they often, the yeah, I, and it was kind of the network, uh, or, or the government told the told the networks in their cartoons, you have to have some, some message. positive messages. Yeah. So a lot of them would be explicit, and then they would do the special episodes, and it's the question is because we remember those pretty well. Name, in fact, here's a challenge. Name me one uh, different strokes episode that is not. Dudley smoking or the ginger kid getting touched in a bike shop. Go. Uh, Edna. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> uh, You're right. Yeah. I mean, the, the rest is uh, so formulaic mm-hmm. that it's all just basically one long episode. Until you, know? you it's punctuated by these ones that stood out. I remember. Holy crap. I, I just remembered an episode where Arnold drank. I don't at school, yeah, some kid was drunk. They and and Arnold and his friend brought him into the into the boys' room to say, "What's wrong with you?" And he made him drink from his thermos, and they got a little bit drunk. And then when they got home, Mr. Drummond said, "Oh, oh, so you had a little bit to drink, and you think it's all right?" And Arnold said, "Yeah, it's fine. I, I feel okay. I'm not in pain. Everything's fine." He said, "Oh yeah. Well, can you tell me if you remember how you got home from school?" Oh. And they sat there, and that's and that was the moment where the uh, studio audience went, ooh, and then went quiet. Well, he's like, I can't remember. <laughs> like, that's a big deal. <laughs> now I can think of three special episodes they did. And aside from that, I don't remember anything but what you're talking about. So you're saying it worked. It, it was memorable, kind of right? It stuck in your head. Well, I would say yes, but I'm having a drink right now. You're right. But what it did do, and I think that this this kind of highlights, is that it is a break from the formula, mm-hmm. and that is what makes it a special episode. That's true. And that is over. 
when they used that format and those characters to tell something stronger, something more direct. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's well, that was my description of the special episode. Sure. But yeah, but I'm saying I, I I think it is it is literally a break from the structure of the show. Yes. You know, and so I I do not believe that it's done anymore today in any of the primetime shows that I watch. I would agree. In primetime, you don't see that anymore. It did then, but you that's because you sometimes see on Green Week. Environmentally okay. conscious. That's like the but only remnant think, left but, over. But I think you're right. It may be. I'm not it may be at least on television a dying art. I'm not talking about a theme that maybe yes. NBC famously turns the turkey into a green turkey. The you know the whole logo. No, mm-hmm. it's not a turkey. It's peacock. A, it's, a, it's a peacock. They turn the the peacock into a green peacock. And every every show kind of has every show to, has something to do with yeah. how we're going to save the earth. But that's not a very yeah. special episode. It's still exactly. it's how they take the theme and implement it into the show. Whereas what a very special episode does is that they convert the show into a format that relates yeah. this particular theme. Yeah. So it's gone. It's the only time where an ancillary character in a popular primetime show might die. Back in the old days, now they kill him off. Left and right. Left and right. Yeah, it's a totally right. different scene on television. However, for fans of the very special episode format and those who actually appreciate, like, getting right to the heart of a matter, saying there's something wrong with society, and here's a little slice of it, mm-hmm. I've got good news. It still exists? There's, there's a movie out called Grace. Oh, yeah. That's right. And I actually had the chance to speak with uh, two of the stars, uh, Annika Marks from The Sessions mm-hmm. and uh, Sharon Lawrence from NYPD Blue. Uh, Sipowitz ass fame. That, yes, of, almost as famous as Dennis Franz's <laughs> ass, <laughs> depending on who you talk to. That yeah. that was a big thing, uh, yeah. all in and of itself. Talk about time a very dramas. special episode. <laughs> it really shed the light on some very specific topics. That's right. It was when uh, network television finally cracked. And all <laughs> <of them. laughs> okay, that's that's enough. That's enough for that. Anyway, the uh, the lovely Sharon Lawrence, the accomplished actress Sharon Lawrence, not and not Kim Delaney, which. Not uh, Kim Delaney, yeah. whom Marky seems to be, <laughs> I do might possibly be the same person, just they go in and out of a phone booth. Both and they're never seen together. attractive ladies. That's <laughs> yes, true. I, That's true. They're very gorgeous looking ladies. But anyway. And very accomplished. And, uh, and I also, in the same uh, conversation, spoke with Cindy Joy Goggins, uh-huh. who uh, uh, co-wrote, produced, and co-stars? co-starred in this movie, Grace. Uh, Grace period yes. might even be more appropriate because the title actually has a period at the end. Uh, it's about it's about addiction. You know, I'm I'm about and I say that right now because I'm about to veer into uh, a conversation about it being uh, a work of not feminism but women in Hollywood. But first and foremost, the movie Grace, which you can you can find right now on DVD, is is about addiction above all else. And it deals with it straight on without using, you know, uh, metaphors and parables like, you know, it, it's it's not some dark melodrama about Batman, which really refers to society losing privacy or, or however you can construe other There's stuff. There's no metaphor. This here. goes straight ahead right. and just shows you the journey of one woman having trouble trying to get redemption, which is one of the basic tenets of storytelling. Yeah. It's the point. It's the purpose. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think it represents that same kind of idea that special episodes 
would do yeah. when they took characters that you are are already invested in mm-hmm. and put them in situations that they're trying to educate you about and show you consequences, show you pain, show you redemption, show you that it's all possible. Mm-hmm. And this and when you do it as a movie like this, you don't get the advantage of those already established characters. They had to go out and get uh, you know, a story that is going to work within, you know, the 90, 120 minute format. They have to give them good dialogue. They have to find actresses willing to play the part seriously, but not preachy. It is a balancing act when you want to be that honest, quite honestly. In this film, you know, it's a testament to the writing because it's such a serious subject. And I think one of the reasons that we don't remember a different different strokes episode was the writing was just so blah. I mean, the, it was the same plot rehashed every week, but we remember the very special episodes. So you have to be serious about the writing, and it's unique. And that's what I saw while watching Grace. It was just strong writing. It was heartfelt, and it was knee-deep, and it started you off right away. You knew Grace second one yeah what she was going through yeah you 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 have seen this girl in yeah. public most likely and it's and it's and it's heart-wrenching for a moment when you're in public and then you're you get distracted you order another drink you go on with your life and you forget that she exists this says hey we're gonna we're gonna follow this poor train wreck of a person and and it's and it's all about a girl named grace mm-hmm. in fact I got a little bit of copy from the movie right here. Let's just let's I, talk a little bit. I, I, I feel safe in describing it thusly that uh, that Gracie knows hangovers. She's intimately acquainted with them. But this time, why did she wake up half-dressed on a Florida beach 1,100 miles from home? Suspicious and distrustful of everyone, including a cafe owner, played by Sharon Lawrence, with a troubled history of her own, Gracie prefers the relief of alcohol which had always worked for her. However, when she's arrested for public drunkenness, Gracie is given a choice. Six months in jail or 90 meetings of Alcoholics Anonymous in 90 days. And she has to do it in the small town she's landed in. And though she's not used to strangers caring about her, perhaps the power of community can help her sidestep the landmines lining her path to sobriety, especially the ones she's laid herself. Rooted in powerful performances by Annika March from The Sessions and Sharon Lawrence from NYPD Blue, Grace compassionately looks at the disease of addiction through a young woman inching towards redemption. And I think that says it well because it doesn't, it, the movie doesn't start with her as a complete wreck. Well, it does. She's passed out on a It doesn't show how she became a complete wreck. It just accepts that a person could be that way. And it follows her not to where you know she's completely redeemed herself with a six-figure job and a home and a husband and four kids, but she has she's she's turned it around just enough. It's the idea that she made bad choices, and we got to watch her struggle through uh, the process to making good choices, which sums up a special episode, yeah. an after-school special, pretty well. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what it's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it, it seemed authentic. I mean, you watch this movie, it seems authentic. And not to diminish a movie, a Sandra Bullock movie, 28 Days. That's not the zombie no, one, right? Yeah, that, that is not. No, no, okay, that's no. that's that's the British uh, British zombie guy. Zombie guy. Oh, I hated one of those movies. 
The one with Sandra Bullock. But, you know, even then, you know, she, <laughs> whether there's zombies in this one or not, uh, notwithstanding, she still had to deal with, you know, a very powerful issue. But she's ziplining and, yeah, ha-ha. It's, this one seems more authentic, and it's it's real. It's deep, man. And it, it didn't need any kind of shtick. It, really exactly. got, it got to the point, and she starts off tear-dearing around rock bottom, and then... Well, yeah, and she goes yeah you see her raise up a few inches basically <laughs> right. by then, but you see how hard it is to do. And and uh, if you're paying attention when you watch this movie, you'll notice it is almost all women. Yeah, not just in the cast, but who wrote it. Uh, it uh, the co-writer and director is uh, is a man, and I find it hard to hold that against him. <laughs> but aside from that, it's actually you know. Um, you don't see a lot of movies, regardless of the content, that rely on like two or three strong female characters that aren't talking about guys really at all. Yeah. You know, not to spoil anything, there is a slight love interest in this sure. movie, but it doesn't go the way you think, and it's still about Grace's journey. It's about Grace. It's about Grace. Yeah. And Annika Marks, you're absolutely right, Johnny, when you say. It's a real, honest performance. She is amazing in it. You, This would be cheesy and preachy yeah, it's, if it's, you had someone with less skill. It toes the line. And, and she, she yeah. pulls this whole movie. Yeah. I care. I you care can see it, it in her face. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I like the part about having these strong uh, actresses uh, in this movie. And there's no lead man that's a crutch mm. where... You know, Superman flies in and saves the poor she doesn't need woman. Any, yeah. She gets picked up by another strong woman, and they both do their own thing, and, and they're not relying on, on men, which is the typical trope in these types of uh, movies. But yep, it, it, exactly. it totally works. It, it passes, as we like to say on the show, it passes the Bechdel test. The Bechdel test, that's right. And I actually, I, I don't know enough about the Bechdel test offhand to verify it does that but it seems like a safe bet it's based i know for all of you out there there are yeah there's there's a test called the bechdel test that they hold movies up against and your score depends on uh a number of factors including how many female characters with x amount of lines are there right and how many of these lines female characters lines are about a male character or about a male character oh, wow. liking them, yeah, or something like that. So exactly yeah. how much you know? They, there's apparently some kind of formula. For for example, but one, but they managed to sidestep all of that issue. Aside from having a rather androgynous-looking love interest in this, I'm not a big fan of surfers. No offense, but uh, this guy is kind of in and out of the movie. He is not the point of it at all. And you can't even construe him as being the point, which tells me whatever the Bechdel test, however, whatever the exact parameters this, are, this, this one definitely falls way to the good side. But, but not, or, not fails. Not fails. I mean, well, whatever, whatever's on, whatever in favor of the ladies. The good one. <laughs> this one, this one, one. achieves it. I guess the I results came back negative. <laughs> She's not the results re- came back. I got a boner. Oh, God. She's not finding redemption through the junk. She's actually exactly. Yeah, exactly. And also, we have to mention this is not a chick flick. This is not some yeah. fluffy kind of exactly uh, pillow girly movie. This is you yeah. know you could you could see it in their eyes. Yeah, it's, uh, this it's could pretty you know that's why I would group this as 
as following that special episode after school special formula, not a lifetime movie. Right. Oh, which is what I like. This good, does not pander to women being the focus of it. It's not brought up at all. And the fact that it is all women and they don't talk about we're a bunch of women making a movie, I think is the way we want the future to be. So I'm glad that that came up. And I mentioned it in the interview, and we got to talking about it a little bit. Let me let you hear my wonderful words. Let's do this. Magic Interview Machine, won't you please take us to Annika Marks, Sharon Lawrence, and Cindy Joy Goggins of Grace. Hi, ladies. Thank you for joining us. Hi. Talk to Hi. Hi. And Cindy Joy Goggins, and hopefully soon we'll be talking to Sharon Lawrence. Uh, but uh, we're talking about the movie Grace today, which I just got to see last night. That is some pretty powerful stuff right there. Oh, thank you. It, I have to say um, I am so blessed to have found um, Annika Marks and um, to have – the greatest producer, um, Sylvia Kaminer, who um, has a, a film company called Dolger, Dolger Films. And um, these women have, have carried me through my first filmmaking experience and, um, and my story. And it's just, it is, I, I truly am just so full of gratitude to, to, to know these women and, um, to really go through the whole process of creating a film from from the moment we started writing um, Grace to to finding we, we fly to to uh, Sylvia and I fly to New York City thinking we're going to find our Broadway star and and we fell in love with Annika Marks on Skype. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if, I, if you can fall in love with Annika Marks on Skype and and her compassion for the for the sensitivity of of the role, um, uh, it was very important to have have that compassion, and, and Annika Marks has that has that compassion and um, the talent. Uh, I don't know how she did it, but she she, she really <laughs> she pulled it off, and and we're so so blessed. And and um, then Sharon Lawrence, you know, just really gave our our project wings. Um, Took us to a to a whole another level of um, getting this um, to the to the masses, which is which is what what happened to me in a calling that I had um, to to reach the masses with a story of hope. So the journey it's really been about women helping women, um, women supporting women, and um, in my fellowship it's women carrying women and. And then taking it to the masses, um, it continued on through the process of post and of distribution. Um, we've been traveling all over the country together and supporting each other. And um, really, my goal and was to get in every living room um, and to bring that message of hope for those that suffer with this, this family disease of alcoholism and addiction, and um, I wouldn't be able to do that without, you know, Sylvia Kaminer and without Annika Marks and Sharon Lawrence, um, and they're the ones that inspired me to continue 
to continue going because it was quite an adventure making a film, my first film, and um, I needed all the support I could get because I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew I was I was led, you know, um, to do this, and it, it's 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 really been a miracle. It's a, it's a miracle that we're sitting here today having this conversation. Well, yeah, I know. I, I don't make a movie. In. Easy to... <laughs> well, a, a watch someone. phone never rings. Okay, okay. And someone's calling, trying to call me. <laughs> um, so Sharon yeah, just texted, it, it, by the way, and 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 asked to, uh, if she had the right number. So hopefully she's about to call in. Okay, cool. All cool. right. Because I I've seen two numbers try to come in on my phone, but I don't think she'd be calling me. So. Um, but but that's 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 how the, the journey began and and I just I'm I'm so um, so like I, all I can say is I'm so gra- grateful and blessed to to know you know Sylvia Kaminer and Annika Marks and Sharon Lawrence and the, yeah. the reason you know even to the where I was struggling with you know emotionally spiritually mentally financially you know everything to get through this film um, I was encouraged. To, to keep to keep going and to to keep making it better and better and better and then the support of these women you know traveling around the country and women in film and women helping women and it's 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 just amazing the birth of Grace and now now we're we're trying to get her to the living rooms but really we want to do more <laughs> this is this is just our calling card we want to bring more stories of hope we want to we want to shed light on this disease and show that there's there is a solution there is a solution in fellowship and in um in changing our behavior and um you know I'm so so inspired to see the reaction from people and um yeah, I'm aligning myself with with many organizations um, to help women with 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 this disease and to support women on their journey of recovery. Well, I'm 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 actually kind of glad that you put it like that. Oh, and Sharon is with us now, by the way, Good. ladies and gentlemen. Oh, perfect. Great. Thank you. Perfect. Hi. Hi. Can everybody hear me on this phone line? Yes. Oh, yes. I've got gotcha. you. Oh, great. Yes. Right. Thank you. Thank you, and uh, and I apologize again to everyone. We're having crazy technical difficulties down here today, but uh, we we held through it, and we're all here together talking about Grace, which um, uh, Cindy Joy or or C Joy, if I may. Yes. Well, you you uh, when you you talk about it very much being uh, you know women walking with women, um, you know you you put kind of this uh, I don't want to say feminist slant, but uh, but you you talk about that now, but when I was watching the movie, I noticed that it's very much just a human drama. There's not you don't underline the the fact that you know it was written by women. It's it's uh, largely supported by a female cast. I and I like well, it, it wasn't it wasn't that's that. why. <laughs> oh, well, it, there, in yeah. the beginning, yeah, we're birthing. We're continuing to birth. Well, Grace is now birthed, but. Um, it was a journey of, of, of creating grace as, as I walked my walk um, through my, my addiction and my disease. Um, but it really, it was, it was written, um, it was a collaborative um, 
event. I'm not the screenwriter. Um, Pete Jones is the screenwriter of the, of the movie. Um, the movie takes a long time. <laughs> and it, you know, what I learned from the pros, because this was just a, this was just a calling for me. This was, you know, this was what we call a, a, a spiritual awakening. Um, and um, I was told I was going to reach the masses. Now, I had no idea how I was going to do that. I've been talking about doing a film for six years, but I, I, I couldn't stay sober. So you can't really make a film. Um, I was, an, I was a, a no-show girl. I couldn't show up for anything. You certainly wouldn't get me on the phone at, you know, this hour in the morning. But um, <laughs> I was inspired. <laughs> I was inspired, you know, to, to reach the masses. And then um, the tribe came along. And um, some of us fell off and some of us continued walking together. And, and that's where we are today. We're all, you know, it's very important in my world for women to, to support other women because often in my life I would make men my higher power um, and I would make decisions based on that. Most of my decisions in my life were based on, on um, you know, how I, how I could get a man. So it's important on the journey of recovery to get to know yourself, to find out who you are. And, um, and I believe everybody has a soul's purpose. I believe everyone has has you know a, a purpose and it doesn't have to be you know tying it all up in a pretty bow um which is you know how we were ending this before you know it was we, we were we want a woman was only okay if she had if she had a man um a woman can stand and be okay and have a purpose and that was the most important thing for me to to get out there is that we do this together we don't do this alone and it's so interesting that um, this started this way with an inspiration, but it's really a huge process of of creating in a in a living room as right? you dance out the characters, and then you find these beautiful women, Annika Marks, that have the compassion for the role, and then you find beautiful Sharon Lawrence, who has such such a pro and such so classy and and really gave wings to to our project. And and that allowed me to get to the masses. Um, I just kept walking, and I encouraged to continue to walk. And and I have to say this: what what changed it for me is that the women jumped on board. They helped me through post. They helped me through distribution. I could not do this alone. And um, my producer Sylvia Kaminer, I I build your films. She she has walked with me, listened to me, and supported me, and um, it's just been an amazing miracle that we're, that I'm sitting here today, (laughs) now a woman of integrity, (laughs) where three years ago I was, you know, I was not a useful member to society or to my community, so I I know I'm babbling away, but it it, it truly is, it's a miracle of women supporting women and, and loving each other. And, and I, I'm amazed at um, the connection that we're having with, with people in grace. Now, I know men are also affected by this, this film. So. Oh, um, I think uh, there, there was a, there was a line that uh, your character, Jesse said uh, when she was talking to Gracie uh, around the middle of the film that really affected me. Like I just snapped my attention completely 
And I think it made me realize how personal this is for you. And I, I hope I'm quoting this as correctly as I can. But when, when your character said, I didn't like the woman that I was manufacturing. Yes. yes. Well, I, and I heard that I, and I said, oh, this is definitely a personal project. Yes. Well, that was the last scene of the movie. I had to, <laughs> I had to fight to get that in there, but I was also inspired. I have to, I mean, I, I am inspired by God. So that, that's, you know, I call it, this is, you know, that's, that's where it is for me, but I was inspired to tell the truth um, because I had been lying most of my life um, and pretending, but I was so inspired that I had to write the truth. So I wrote that monologue and, and um, I was encouraged to tell the truth. And if I nailed it, I'm, I've never been on film before, but if I, if I nailed it, <laughs> then they keep it. And, you know, the good news is they with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it was, it was really important to tell the truth. And, and I, I did that in that monologue, you know, I told the truth, you know, that I never felt comfortable in my own skin. And, and I just kept trying to change everything about me because I, I did, I hated myself, but we do bad behavior when we're in our addiction. So, um, those things go away when you change and you don't pick up a drink or a drug. You have to change the girl that you were um, because that same girl will drink again. She'll continue to drink again if she doesn't change everything. And, and you know, Sharon Lawrence is our hope. She was, we, I was going to call her hope, and then they said, you can't have a grace and a hope. You know, they're going <laughs> to think you're corny, you know, and, and you know, everybody, I was so corny. You know, I'm glad a lot of people didn't listen to me, but um, I named Sharon, Sharon Lawrence after um, Sonia Choquette, which I found as a great inspiration for women um, and women empowering women and um, you know, Marianne Williamson. And I mean, I follow these women that I want to be like, so it's about attraction. You know, it's about attraction, the life I wanted to live. So I follow women that live that life and, and are, are clean and sober and, and um, doing the next right thing. I, I know I'm hogging the conversation here. <laughs> so the good thing is you can edit me. <laughs> oh, we don't have to I, edit at all. I like hearing you talk. I like hearing you talk. It's just another reminder of why this film has kept us also engaged is because it comes from mm-hmm. a very honest place with smart people who who have a who do have something to say that people mm-hmm. are ready to hear. And that that's always refreshing. I, I just wanted to touch on something you said earlier, which is that you were you were saying that it didn't feel so much like a female film watching it, and uh, I you know I think that's part of what um, yeah, I can see for myself that at least attracted me to the film is like it's so often women's characters in film, um, and actually Sharon Lawrence is on the board of women in film, so she can speak more to this, but one of the measurements that they keep track of is how often is a woman's role, even when there are women's roles written in film, which there's not enough of, how often are they um, in reference to a man talking about men in scenes, you know, um, there to be mostly a, you know, a, a backstory for a man or an obstacle to a man and um, I think in this film, one of the things that was so extraordinary about reading the script, even the first draft that I read, and it, it changed quite a bit, is that you have these two women, actually several women, but these two in particular at the center of it, who are operating, um, 
you know, on their own journey um, with their own, they are their own obstacles. And I think that that, um, it, that is so attractive and you don't see enough of that as an actress. And so um, I do think part of what drew us to the project before we knew Cindy and knew her story and had the emotional connection that we have now is that material that was really appealing. Uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's an, there's an intimate, almost conversational kind of tone with the, with, you know, watching the Gracie character kind of get her, I don't want to say deliverance, because obviously even by the end of the movie, she still has a long ways to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but you, mm-hmm. it looks like she's making the, you know, like turning the ship is a very difficult yeah. thing to do. And I think that this yeah. movie just yeah. shows her trying to swing it around, which yeah. in lesser hands could come off, you know, as, as you as you were warned, Seajoy uh, could come off pretty corny. But I think, yes. you know, somehow you, yes. you guys were able to do yes. it, so... Kudos. We're we're gonna do the next one even better. <laughs> I I mean I, I I love our film. I do. I love I love our film. But this is our calling card for our next and our next and our next and our next. I see I see these women developing and I see more authentic um, writing. And I, I really believe that because we had such great talent, Annika Marks and Sharon Lawrence. I, I, I then we ha- now we have something something to share, but. I also see this as we left it very open, as you noticed. It's very, very open to, uh, you know, to a continuing um, growth and and stories and and um, stories of hope, because millions of people out there are not that are alcoholic and addicts are not drinking and drugging and have created beautiful lives. Um, it's there's so so much hope out there and 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 this is a disease of perception and um it it's it's just amazing to watch someone come from a person that can't walk out her door to doing a, a, a you know a feature film and and align now with the the powerhouses of Betty Ford and and Hazelton I mean I had no idea how God was going to use me. I had no idea. And every door is opening. Every door. But but we've got to continue to tell these stories. Um, continue to. And Sharon Lawrence gave me this gift. I was having a really difficult time because, you know, I've thrown everything in. I've thrown I've thrown all my my stories, you know, my my anonymity. I've thrown in my all my money, I've thrown in all my emotions, and I threw it all out there, you know, for the world. And she said, think about the woman that's walking through Walmart, and she reaches for grace, and she picks it up, and she takes it home, and it changes her family. That made my decision. We're lucky that this film can find its audience in a way that is... uh, not manufactured by a a system that that is a gatekeeper based on its own um market driven ideas because you can download the film on Vudu because you can get it on iTunes because you can buy it and own it for yourself on Amazon the next you know, if you meet somebody six months from now, this film is available to you. 
if you if your eyes open up to a, a a disease that's within your family, you have an option to have that copy for yourself and find it for someone else. And that's one of the the things that you know you wouldn't be able to tell this story in in this modern way until recently to to be able to own it to have it in your own hands to have it easily accessible and i think that's part of the you know the 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 confluence and the synchronicity of how grace will continue to find its way in the world because it it is a timeless story and even Mm -hmm. even more important that because it's a story about female um addiction or the way the addiction affects females differently the way the disease of alcoholism has this genetic familial component is wasn't always um the lens through which we can can hear this story and understand it and uh that's i think one of the exciting things about grace happening now not only in cindy's life but in the life of of people who will be able to to access it and own it and and it can can illuminate something that hadn't really been certainly understood by me before. I, I wasn't as aware of uh, of how it's different for women as I am well, now that I've worked th- up. So. Do you think, because uh, and you're right, you know, just the model of entertainment is changing, and do you think that, you know, sort of shifts the uh, the responsibility of filmmakers now in this age of ubiquitous streaming and instant Netflix and, you know, is it is it more important to have more meaning behind uh, everything that's put out there now because of that? Or is there still room for stupid comedies as well? I think there's room for, for everything, but I think what the the importance of this film to us, to this core group of people, will keep us talking about this movie as, as long as as we can. And the good news is, yeah, it, it it's it's not a conversation that 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 is a dead end. It's a circular conversation because there'll be more people that this circle. The wider that we reach, um, the the more energy that that it will create for the film. And because we care about it, we know the place that it came from. We know the 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 closeness that is real between all of us because we made it in a way that felt um bigger than than certainly you know the sum was greater than the whole of its parts but it was also a very uplifting joyful experience to make the film it isn't always like that mhm but this one was mhm yeah and, and, I, and I do think important. there's room. I do think there's room for everything. Personally, I think that you know. I think that what's. I think if anything, it's just opened up further. You know, the idea that you don't have to make something that um, demands a theatrical release to have a successful distribution model is such a gift to filmmakers that want to make something that maybe is for more of a niche audience or a smaller, you know, percentage of the population that's really going to respond to it or need it. But it's but it's so important, right? I, I I've never worked on anything that affected people so profoundly as this film. But I also recognize that it's not for everyone. But when I've watched people sit through this film and um, talk about the really profound change that they've made, even in sitting in a theater witnessing it, um, you know, you know, you're part of something that. 
that 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 is it, art doing its best, right? Like art actually affecting life. And um, I mean, I know it changed our lives in making it, but I just feel like the fact that we can have a successful distribution model, even with something that has got a smaller audience, um, is a really exciting piece of this to me. And our, our journey through the film festivals that we attended, um, I think, was a great place for the film to for us to see and feel the effects of the film. It's it's so appreciated by all of these festivals, by Albuquerque, by um, mm-hmm. uh, Nashville, by the Real Recovery Woods Hole. Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Woods and Hole and Port, and Port Townsend. Right. The International yeah. Film Festival that we won down here, the Audience Award in Naples, they they have followed, um, I'm an alum, and they followed and they they were blown away um, by our film down here in, in Naples, Florida, the International Film Festival, and that's how we won our, our Audience Award as the best Florida film. Um, that says so much from the audience, when the audience is really changed. By the by the by the right, community. and and there's the Real Recovery Film Festival spelled R E E L that takes place in New York and L A and I think Atlanta and to be in in audiences with people that are in recovery that was very powerful yes. and, and a yes. real privilege and I think the fact that it'll be in, yes. available at Hazelden and these places that that you will use it as a tool um, yes. in real mm-hmm. time. Is yeah. is such a testimony because that's something that a stupid comedy probably won't do. I hope that people listening recognize that what Cindy did it was very it's very stressful to make a movie for anybody. But when she's working in in those early stages of recovery, uh, and that she is still now continued to be delivered and helping yes. deliver the message to other people is a real testimony to her. And to why a film like this is valuable to anybody that sees it, because it, it's it's not a gimmick. It wasn't a piece of business. It was uh, uh, really a you know a, a, like you said turning a ship around, but a soul a soul search that's found mm-hmm. you know continues to find a great path, and that's a story too. And there are different scenes and added you know bonus stuff with this particular disc that people. Can ha- can have when they own it, and I, that's yeah. another another added value to it. Yes, yes. Annika, you were going to say something, honey. Oh, I I was just going to say that I feel like the um you said it you you said how um you know the turning the ship around this film is a very it's you know it's a, it's a it's a small it's actually only takes place over a short period of time and it really isn't you you're not watching somebody in recovery you're watching somebody. Um, approach the surrender that it takes to enter into recovery, mm-hmm. which I think is a different mm-hmm. a different story than we're used to watching. Um, and in that way, I think you know the film it, it's 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 specific. And mm-hmm. if it finds someone in the thick of this disease, as opposed to saying like, look at this bright, shiny, happy, beautiful place where everybody, like Cindy said, it's full of joy and la- laughter and all that stuff on the other side. The person who's really suffering can't potentially relate to that, but -hmm. they can relate to the person who is considering what it would take to begin. And I feel like that's what 
Cindy and Keith did so successfully with, with imagining this as a movie mm-hmm. is that they said, mm-hmm. let's not try to do something massive. Let's focus on this tiny piece, but maybe the most significant piece, which is the willingness to start. Um, and in that way, I feel like this film has, a, has a, um, a, a, an important part to play in the cinema about recovery because I, don't, I haven't really seen films that focus so specifically on that one element. Well, that was important. Yeah. It's, that's why we put um, Grace White Chipped. There's a white chip there. For like a lot of those bit parts in the meetings and such, did you use people who are actually in recovery? We can't say that. <laughs> uh, fair enough. I get it. You know, I, it's a little secret club. Like, it's not a secret. It's so funny that we all think it's a little secret club. Like, people didn't notice us sitting in the bar all day long. You know, it's not as there's no secret. We, we're, the all, we're the last to know. <laughs> we're the last ones to know. <laughs> That's why they call it denial. I mean, we're like, oh, yeah, I have to go to a meeting outside of my town so that no one will know. Oh, yeah, you, you sit there and you're local bar every night they know how to find you but to get sober you have to get out of your town it's just it's hilarious i mean we are really funny people we're really funny people but it you know um so yes 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 we created the story in a way that um we knew was authentic to the rooms well there's a lot of editing that had to be done so it was really authentic to the rooms um but yes I, it was important to have, you know, who wants to get sober if it's going to be boring or, you know, we have fun. You know, we, it's got to, your life has to get better or why would you do it? So, um, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it was, I'm always a perfectionist, so I always think things can be better. So um, it is what it is. And if it's affected somebody um, and leads them to the solution, then that's all I care about. I, 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 it's a safe bet. I mean, you've got, mm-hmm. you don't need to have the movie playing in every multiplex in the country, I think, in order to reach the people who need it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the format that it's going out in is going to work for that. And I'm sure, you know, already a number of lives have been changed. And I hope someday you get to hear about that. But the fact that it's happening uh, is, I hope, reward enough. For you to know and that. we have our social media um, um, platforms that give people a chance to connect with us on Facebook, on the website. You can buy the film directly on the website and uh, and on the Twitter feed, too. So um, those are all available to, to anyone, and you can actually read what people have already written about their experience mm-hmm. with the film. Um uh, the, Amazon uh, has a lot of reviews on on the, our film, which, are, which is really right. cool. And um, Hazelden, you know, publishing now is you know came out with a uh, package for for Hazel and Betty Ford, and that's now that's just going going crazy, getting them in all the recovery treatment centers. And GraceMovie.us is is our you know, to support the filmmakers, um, but we are we are everywhere. Grace period, which means to me, Grace White Chip, um, and that's what Annika's talking about. Yeah, that's the yeah. Facebook. that's our Facebook. Page. Yep, Grace it's period Grace with the with the period at the end. Yeah, not the yeah. word. Yeah, and then on Twitter, it's at it's at the Grace movie. Yeah, at the, the Grace movie. 
Yeah. And, and Sharon got us all into this. So Sharon, Sharon Lawrence got us all into this and got Annika into it. And then I'm still too old. Yeah. I can just stick with the Grace. I'm just the Grace period girl. I can I can do Facebook, but <laughs> but Annika's our Twitter and Sharon's our Twitter and you know, I'm sitting here managing my little GraceMovie.us. <laughs> you get to do all things. I'm even the shipper. I'm now the shipper and I'm peddling. <laughs> I'm shipping and peddling. And I'm, getting into, I'm actually getting like, oh, I didn't do my order on time. I'm like, how can I compete with Amazon? <laughs> so we're having, a, we're having a little, like a little dance of, uh, let's, you know, but we're everywhere. And we hope. The most, I think it's really important for people to get in their pocket, though. I, I don't think, when I pay to watch a movie, I watch it. I do think it's important that, you know, it's not a free, it's not, you know, sobriety's not free anyway. Um, it, it's not a free thing. It's something you, you make an investment in, in it, whether it's $5, it's $20. It's important because when you pay for things, you actually watch them and then you'll share them. Um, if it's inspired you, we're going to even do an anonymous thing where you can send grace to someone that's suffering. I love that idea, you know? Um, and I think of all the, yeah, you know, you don't want to, things you don't want to talk about. Family members have trouble talking about this. You, you there's so much shame around it, but just send it to someone that you know is, is suffering. Let them have a good cry. Um, detox centers all over the country. You walk into a detox center, you can't focus on a curriculum. You just want to cry. And this is an opportunity to do that, you know, but it also shows you that there is hope. If I can do it, you can do it. If I can turn it around, you can turn it around. There's a lot of us out there that have. Yeah, ships can turn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you know what? I uh, here Here at the show... I, I haven't got confirmation, but as far as I know, we want to help with this mission, and so we are going to be giving away ten copies of Grace on DVD. Oh, that's wonderful! Oh, nice. Now we haven't decided all the details. At the end of the show, we'll let you know. It'll just be some arbitrary way, but we want to get more, uh, you know, more copies of the movie out there because you never know who's going to see it. You know when they're going to be at the right time and need the help, Wonderful. and that's going to be what pushes them over. So the yeah. least we can that's do great. is that. I just want to thank you first for making the movie, and second for being so willing to come out and talk about it, which is I know over the past few months is something you're probably secretly sick of doing. Oh no! <laughs> no, 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 it's no. funny. <laughs> it's funny this film. I think. Um, really, if you can't tell, means a lot to us. So um, we're really grateful for the opportunity yeah. to talk about it, actually. And and it's been great to talk together about it again. It's one of the things that I enjoyed so much about us making the movie was the the friendship that was built yeah. between the three of us. Oh, great. Oh. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. No, Thank you, Monica. Thank you, Sharon. Tonight. I can tell you what happened. You can. That was great. Oh, how would you know? You're always too drunk. Beth, what is your problem? Nobody knew it was going to happen. It was only some drinks until one mistake made it one too many. At 8, 7 Central, tonight. And that was my conversation with stars Annika Marks, Sharon Lawrence, and writer, producer, co-star Cindy Joy Goggins from Grace. But once again, I want to point out this was a movie about addiction, not about feminism, and yet... This is a movie made by women, about women. 
that doesn't have to underline it. Is it almost time where guys like us don't have to come out and mention that? Shouldn't those movies kind of exist without that being a, a known quantity? Like, like you if know? it's not a chick movie. Yeah, like yeah. we it, because we're we're trying so hard to make the point, maybe because we're guys, by saying this is not a chick flick. Yeah, but it is. It does have a lot of women in it, and it is about a strong woman. At some point, I hope we get past the point where that even needs to be mentioned, because no one ever says, you know, Die Hard. That's uh, that's totally about a male empowerment movie. You know, I think uh, the only the the only pop culture reference that I could think of that has a strong female drinker is Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, oh. okay, but typically speaking, being able to hold your liquor is reserved for a man. So. When you're immediately when you're seeing a movie like this that's approaching this kind of topic through the perspective and the experience of women, mm-hmm. already I'm already kind of sh- taken off off tilt. Yeah, you know. So to me, it's kind of a sign of being masculine to being able to hold your liquor and kind of handle yourself and things like that. Yeah. So already I'm already kind of you know I'm already off. Off center, just kind of like the movie started. You you wanted to get in there and say, "Little lady, you can't drink like you this. You can't beer. be drinking Come like this. On, That's not very ladylike. I'll, yeah. I'll feed you beer as you yeah. need it, <laughs> exactly. or something. I'll That's... decide how you drink, lady. <laughs> and you that know, doesn't like feel it. like incredibly condescending to you. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying that, like, that's how, you know, but that's, that's how the culture we're programmed that we're, exactly. to see that coming down the chute that way. Yeah. Mm. You know, like, we're not really faced with this very often where we yeah. have to really see see it through a female, you know, perspective. Look at, you know, go through your memory banks right now. You know, homeless people are typically men and they're typically. There's, you know, there's probably. See, I don't even without some stats in front of me. I don't even know if I would, if I would buy that. It is typically uh, you know, strongly, strongly, strongly male dominated, and and um, you know the male is. dominated it's, field it of goes through everything. It is. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's just the just these poor can't catch a break. Take anywhere. my word. <laughs> Women have yeah. made advances when, in homelessness, when, but they're not 2015, there. when can we have a woman hobo? <laughs> when? When, I ask you. Yeah, okay. Oh, fair enough. I point. get my lipstick at the company, so... <laughs> okay. See, and, and, and I'm glad we had this episode to talk about this, and now I feel we may start to do more harm than good. But there was no, there was no man that had to come through. Exactly. And, and act like save, save the day, everybody. yeah, yeah, and yeah. just be the guy. Oh no, I'm good. Or the crazy ex-boyfriend that tries to bring her back down. These were strong women, but you, you forgot. I didn't even think about it till we started talking about it. Oh yeah, you hear the interview. These are strong women, strong roles, but it was about addiction. Yeah, exactly. It 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 it's it's at the point where you can make a female-centric movie without having to call it a chick flick, with it dealing with specifically some other very important social idea in this point it, it would be addiction uh but this would forever go down as uh, an addiction movie uh in the special episode after school special you know category of of entertainment whereas 
five, ten, fifteen years ago, this would go down as a woman movie. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. somehow they managed to get three broads together and make a great movie. Yeah. And someone's chasing her down at the airport and stops her at the last second and they kiss and get yeah. married yeah. and Yeah. No, you know, I'm I don't want to spoil the movie, but there is a male love interest who at who does her absolutely no good. Yeah. Almost to underline the point, except that they never bother to really make that point. It's more about you could have you could have recast this movie with all men, and it it would have been it would have made just as much sense. And I think that is a mark of progress. And when we have to stop doing these episodes where we talk about the fact that this woman or this this female centric cast and crew made a movie that's not about femininity, then we've made the next leap. Very true. Yeah. I mean, we're we're close. We're a hell of a lot closer. And, you know, not there yet. The brilliance of this is it's an indie film. So you mm-hmm. don't have that studio knocking on your door saying, we need this male lead to kick down the door and save everything in the third act. And you, like you mentioned, there is a love interest, but it it's not crucial to the overall arc of this character. Yeah, exactly. Which, which even makes the story and the character stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a story about addiction. It's a very special episode of... Exactly. And it just happens to be all women. Yeah. And that's... Again, the more more I point it out, probably the more damage I'm doing or taking away from what it's achieved as being a good movie. As the most manly man that you'll ever meet, I don't feel at all offended by what you just said. I don't even know how to take that, but uh, thank you and fuck off. There you go. Let's 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 also you know a, a good takeaway. I know we're wrapping up, but it's authenticity. Mm-hmm. It seemed authentic to me, mm-hmm. and that is the most important part. I don't care if it's a man or a woman. It was yeah. authentic. It was very authentic because, like, even at the and we're, we're we're not spoiling anything here. You know, like this when you when you see her at the beginning of this film. You hate her when she's drunk. Yeah, just like she's you would hate any, any bad drunk. Right. Like, she's an awful person when she's drinking. She sucks. Yeah. She sucks. She's horrible. You mm-hmm. don't want anything to do. She's, she's, she's a bad person when she's drinking, just like we've been and, and I've been. And, and, and the movie you know. ends up becoming a journey about a bad person finding their exactly. inner goodness. It doesn't and, matter. again, that that's gender neutral. Absolutely. Anybody can go through that journey. Yep. Uh, the fact that they did it with female characters shouldn't raise eyebrows no, no. anymore. It should be something we accept. And that's the first mark that things are getting better. The second mark might be when we feel we don't have to, as a bunch of guys, sit around and talk about it. Well, but 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 maybe this is a sign that, that, we're, that we're getting there because we've already established the fact that very special episodes have stopped. Yeah, and, perhaps. And this movie, this is not a very special movie. True, about and it's problems. a genre that that goes, you know, it toes the line, the entire yep. story structure of being really corny or being really hard hitting. Yeah. And this movie does it very well through skill, through great writing, through amazing performances. The performances are fantastic. Monica, especially carrying the movie on her back. Yeah is amazing. If you get somebody worse, you get you put Molly Ringwald at age 15 in it. It doesn't work. It's going to be a joke for years to come. Unless there's a good soundtrack. So, But regardless, this is a well-made movie about a very important subject, and it's very direct with it, 
that just happens to have women in it. Yeah. It just happens to be, you know, uh, the main character who doesn't who doesn't require any gender specific actions happens to be a woman, and that's a mark of success, I think, as far as women in entertainment. That was my point. That's all it was. I don't, I I, I don't know, even know why you guys came in here and recorded anything with me. I could have said that. Very true. But you know what? Best, best thing I liked, it didn't treat the audience like they were assholes. It spoke to you. That's right. And it you didn't could watch this it. movie. It didn't. It did not. And you could show this movie to someone, and maybe it's going to stop someone else from being an asshole. That's my hope. <laughs> That's, that 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 is that is even more than you can hope for most movies. So just just to have that realistic hope, hey, that says something. All right, that's Grace. We talked about it, and I think that's about enough of it. Thank you so much, Johnny Heck. Thank you, Marquis. E. Thank you, Annika Marks. Thank you, Sharon Lawrence. Thank you, Cindy Joy Goggins. Thank you, AA. Thank you, Bill W. Oh, this list could go on and on, but mostly I want to thank myself and you for tuning in. Goodbye, everybody. That's enough of this. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, this is enough of this. Well, that's the show, everybody. We've had a lot of fun. We've had a lot of laughs. But we've also learned something important here today. First of all, addiction is bad. Gender equality is good. And Johnny Heck might not have a dangerous secret after all. But still, in the interest of uh, of getting the message of the film Grace out there, we are doing a little contest in order to uh, to at least get ten more copies of this out into the hands of people who could actually use this movie. Uh, please, all you have to do, if you want to enter to win, is send us an email at SaturdayMorningSerial at Yahoo.com. Put the words Grace the Movie in the, uh, in the subject line somewhere. Ideally, they would be the only words in the subject line. But all you have to do is send us an email and you're entered to win. And uh, with little luck, whether, whether you need it for yourself... Uh, whether you think you might need it for yourself in the future, if you need it for someone in your family, someone you love, this could be a very powerful little little push in the right direction to whoever gets to see it, whoever needs to see it. So again, email us at SaturdayMorningSerial at Yahoo.com with the words Grace the Movie in the subject line. And thanks again for listening. let the cereal bowls go into the sink and let's get out in the world and see the day everybody we'll catch you next time <laughs>